It's an unfortunate fact that the elderly are taken advantage of every day. While the laws are complicated and constantly changing, the wisest and safest way to keep track of them all is to call elder law attorney Michael Cohen. Having devoted his career to informing and protecting the elderly, Michael communicates about the law in ways that you and your loved ones will surely understand. Join us now to know your legal rights with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here's Michael and Don. My name is Don Crawford Jr., the grateful owner of KWM Radio, and I am sitting with my attorney, who should be your attorney, the radio station's estate planning essentials attorney, and his name is Michael Cohen. Hello, Michael. Hello, Don. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. We're grateful that you're here with us today and going to execute another estate planning essentials program, which is very seriously devoted to protecting the listener's family, their assets, and themselves. And today, we're going to talk about what is pretty much of a hot topic in many people's minds, um, as well as what they use to gather information, like we were talking about before the show, their sources, whether TV, radio, uh, online, et cetera, et cetera. And that is uh, what's happening with celebrities and their complicated estates. And you wanted to talk about three of them today. Yeah, I thought since it's been in the news um, about Three different personalities. So I'd say, uh, what do Kobe Bryant, James Brown, and Elizabeth Hurley have in common? And the answer is they've all been involved in estate uh, suits, uh, lawsuits in some respect, or at least their estates have been involved in lawsuits because of whether it be um, people who are either trying to have a money grab or who's trying to get what. And it just seems like the uh, theme is recurrent. And so it's just even though the facts and circumstances are different, mm-hmm. but everybody, it's, it goes, it will show you that unfortunately, when when it comes to money, a lot of times people are out there trying to, uh, you know, get whatever they can for whatever reason, uh, especially when it's a larger state. Although it could be with smaller states too. Anyway, so um, so all three of them have been uh, in the news. Uh, uh, pick your. Pick which one you would like to talk about first, if there's any particular person that you would like to know about, Don. I think the one that uh, I was looking at the list, I'm trying to figure out, I'm not even sure what Elizabeth Hurley's uh, talents are, but I guess she's an actress and a model. But let's start with her, since uh, maybe she's the maybe the least complicated. I don't know if I should even say that. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, okay, let's talk about Elizabeth Hurley. Elizabeth Hurley, for those uh, who may not know, is a English actor. If you remember the movie Austin Powers, she was the... Uh, beautiful co-lead uh, in that movie, okay. uh, and she um, uh, she had a relationship with a guy named Steve Bing. You may have heard of him. Uh, unfortunately, uh, he uh, took his life last year, but previously, uh, and she had a child born of that relationship with Steve Bing. Now, Steve Bing's father was a wealthy Californian, uh, very wealthy, and his uh, father, uh, Dr. Peter Bing, uh, had set up uh, an irrevocable trust that provided, before the grandchildren were even born, that their grandchildren would get a certain amount of money when they reached the age of majority. Well, uh, but he just said, children are my grandchildren. 
And so when we actually talked about this on one of our shows last year, initially uh, the lower court said that, you know, that since grandchildren and since it didn't matter whether it was child born out of wedlock or not, uh, and there were two children that Steve Bing had, one through Elizabeth Hurley and one through a tennis player, uh, who were not born of a marriage. But the trust, when it was written, he probably, the, the doctor, uh, Steve Bing's father, uh, may not even have thought about that, and he just said to my grandchildren. Uh, and so the lower court level, they said, well, you said grandchildren, and these are grandchildren, uh, there was DNA tests. There's no clear. There's no doubt about it. They are uh, your grandchildren, so therefore they get 250 million each or something at at the time uh, uh, they reach the age of majority. So there's a lot of money here involved. Well, what does that what does uh, that mean, Mike? The age of the age of majority. You know, in Texas, age of majority is 21, but it varies from state to state. Uh-huh. In some states it's 18, and some states it's 21. Uh, in Texas, we have 21. Okay. okay. So, and does it matter? The other question is, does it matter that Bing is from Great Britain? Oh, Bing wasn't from Great Britain. Elizabeth Hurley's from Great Britain. Oh, she Britain. was. So uh, does that matter? No, not on this case. Now, if you were trying to be, let's say, the executor of a will, uh, then, and you were, were a great a resident of Great Britain mm-hmm. uh, or uh, you know, a Great Britain citizen, then they couldn't be the executor. So, but as far as the inheritance, it's just a matter of uh, the definition of the trust. So, at the lower level, in this case, they said grandchildren means grandchildren. There was nothing that said born to the, of the marriage, or it didn't say anything as far as uh, definition. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's blood, uh, and so therefore, at the lower level, at least uh, last year, they said, okay, those mm-hmm. two children. Uh, are, uh, in fact, grandchildren, uh, and therefore they will be able to take at the age of majority. Okay. Well, but just recently, in um, the last uh, week or so, the California higher-level court uh, said, no, uh, it goes, it, it doesn't go to them. And why? how did they come up with that? Well, apparently, in the California... Uh, for lack of better words, the state's code, it has a definition of children, and that means that if you uh, were lived with or raised by the parent of the child, that, uh, that you know, there's this allegation of uh, are they a child or not. Hmm. Well, neither of the two children of Steve Bing, the one who had the children not of marriage, uh, were raised by Steve Bing before he took his life. And Philip Bing, uh, I mean, the, the grandfather, uh, had said um, that, well, I don't think that even before his son took his own life, he says, I don't think that they will ever uh, live with my son. That is not the intention. The, the, uh, both the children were uh, getting close to the age of majority. In fact, the older one may have already reached the age of majority, so uh, it was had to be a determination, you know, quickly because it was that time when they were going to get a, uh, the, these funds uh, that were set up in the trust. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so 
so the court took the one who set up the trust, the grandfather, what his affidavit said, and they took the California law and they reversed the decision of the lower court and said that those two, it would only go to the children who were raised by the parent. Were, uh, and in this case, Steve Bang did not raise the parent, I mean, did raise the, uh, grand, his children, and therefore they were not considered children. So you could see that laws, a lot of times, uh, what you might think of as patently on its face may be okay, but you have differences of opinions on by different judges. Yeah. And so here, so a lot of times you have to be very, very careful. Of course, it, what should have been done? Well, <laughs> it should have been clearer in the trust to begin with if that was his intention uh, to say only ch- children born uh, of a marriage, uh, if that's what he wanted, mm-hmm. will be staying in the tank. Whoever drafted the trust, I guess they just thought, well, that's natural. We don't, most people, not always, and of course, as time goes by, it becomes more and more common mm-hmm. to have children not of, not of a marriage. But if that was important to him, he should just put it in the trust to begin with. Amazing. So, well, I don't know. You know, maybe it was some benefactors or people who uh, have an estate, they want it to be very specific. And if it's not, if they don't share blood, then they receive nothing. I, mean, I would imagine some people say that too. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, sometimes like, he didn't. Uh, the grandfather didn't really even know the those grandchildren. Right. He he had no relationship with them. Right. So his he had strong feelings and saying, "Look, I don't even know these these grandchildren. Why should they get such a large sum of money?" And we see that from time to time in people's wills. They have a will that might say, "Oh, and to the issue, which means the blood of my child," and then we find out that. The um, child has a, had a uh, uh, child of their own, not of marriage, and then the person who doesn't have, let's say the grandparent doesn't have a relationship with that grandchild, they say, okay, let's change our will or trust and say only children, uh, not not an issue, but only born out of born from a marriage, or you know something to that effect, or mm-hmm. born of the relationship between this person and that person. Uh, if, if they had children before marriage that were, you know, common for the husband and wife. Right. So, or somebody adopted by, it's, um, uh, you know, it could, could be even be um, sometimes same-sex couples, you know, of course, adopt children as well. So it really, uh, it, it really just depends. And so you just got to be sure if it's important to you, you say what's important to you. That's really disappointing, um, but it happens, as Michael said, and it, I've always said, and we've always said in previous programs, the size of your estate doesn't matter. These are just people who happen to have a lot of money, fame, popularity, uh, celebrity status. But, you know, they're, again, they're just people who have similar circumstances, sometimes worse than ours, um, and not because of celebrities, but just because uh, this is what's devolved or, or evolved in their lives. So uh, bear that in mind uh, and remember to attend Michael's next workshop because that's where you really can get questions answered regarding your circumstances. Uh, the next one is Tuesday, August the 3rd at 1 o'clock. And these are virtual workshops. They're online. You sign up via Zoom um, and you never have to leave your house. And they're very educational because Michael just stands in front of people, usually via Zoom. In this case, um, it will continue to be virtual 
uh, indefinitely. And he answers your questions regarding your own individual circumstances. Uh, we're going to talk more about the Zoom after we talk about the James Brown case, but lock in those dates and we'll tell you how to sign up for those uh, in about five or 10 minutes or so, since we only have about 12, 13 minutes left. So, Michael, let's talk about the James Brown story and then we'll talk more about the workshop. James Brown has been in his estate, has been embroiled in litigation for 15 years. Well, yeah, yeah. For 15 years, there people are going, all these different people are going after the state. So, and the reason was, for various reasons, uh, one was um, they had to determine who the children were. He had, uh, in his estate uh, planning documents, the great majority were going to, was, was going to go to charity. Hmm. It was going to help underprivileged children I believe in South Carolina or mm-hmm. uh, somewhere or Georgia, somewhere around there. I think it was South Carolina pri- primarily, and because he remembered his own background and how he grew up um, and the difficulties that he had, and he wanted to help out uh, those charities uh, that um, you know that could help out people, so that uh, that he they wouldn't experience the same problems that he did growing up. So it sounded, sounded really good, and only a minor portion, uh, I think it was like $2 million, was to go to his children. And the problem there was, first of all, who are the children? Uh, because there was at least nine children, one of which was not in, uh, mentioned in the uh, will, uh, and and from at least three different relationships. Uh, the and and there was also a question. So there was a you know DNA test and people suing and saying that they should be an heir, etc. And then the um, and there's also a suit by the wife or proposed wife. Uh, I say that because the wife uh, is was she was he married uh, somebody who actually used to be in his band uh, and she. Um, uh, before they were married, uh, she had married somebody, I believe, from Pakistan or somewhere around there, and he uh, had three other wives. And the question was, is, was she married? Uh, actually, could she be married to James Brown if she was married to somebody else? Hmm. And there was a there was a question whether uh, their marriage was legitimate to begin with, because uh, the guy, the guy from Pakistan had three other wives. He had just did it for getting U.S. citizenship. Wow. They never, yeah. So now we have this hmm. complication on a $100 million estate, but there's one more complication, and that is the thing that you are probably more familiar with than probably I am, and that is these laws that are getting into the copyright laws about like when you have somebody's songs that you have to pay. At, they have a, um, I think there's a, Congress a long time ago, uh, there was a, a, what was happening was these different companies would buy the rights to songs at a really cheap price. So Congress had these what's called termination rights after 35 years that the, uh, could go back to the, uh, to the, uh, either the estate or whoever the heirs are. Well, if she, if the wife was a wife and it wasn't considered bigamy, then she could be in control. In fact, the wife sold some of the five of the songs after the one of the court decisions that said 
that she was a wife, and then that was overturned by the South Carolina Supreme Court. So uh, what ended up happening, these, this was the most valuable thing. Do you, I'll ask you, Don Cropper Jr. of KAAM, do you have to pay when you have an old song? Of course. Uh, there was yeah, a law that said don't. that you didn't have to pay if the music was a pre-1972. And then, of course, right. the um, wh- whoever represents the music, and it's Michael, it's composer, it's artist, it's musician, it's the water boy, it's everybody wants a piece of the action now. And they think that they should pay for all music going back to 1910. And whether it's streaming with Sound Exchange or CSAC and ASCAP and BMI, they all have their handouts saying, well, if you're going to play our music, you have to pay us. And can you imagine how many stations or people want to play that music and how much mm-hmm. money is involved? Yep. And then you've got Pandora, you've got Spotify, you've got XM Sirius, Sirius XM, uh, all those companies also where they have to pay to play their music. So now you go to federal copyright law courts as opposed to maybe a probate court, and this is a fight over $100 million. Oh, my gosh. Because you're, 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 you're those, all those rights for James Bond songs, you know, the heirs want to say, I feel good. Yes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, so uh, the, the idea is that's where all the really the money is because there's so much that people – I. You know, different radio stations or Pandora, Spotify, whatever, may have to pay for those uh, songs. Uh, And so the termination rights are very valuable. Mm -hmm. And so the wife wanted to be in control because it would have been split between her, half of the spouse, and half to the children, notwithstanding because it may not have gone by the will. So this is a lot of money. And so even so this becomes more of a battle over then maybe even who's the heirs and, you know, all the different things like that, because if the whoever's in control of the termination rights is going to be entitled to a lot of money. So apparently uh, it looks like that there has been a settlement uh, this past week where um, the, and, and the terms are undisclosed, but from what we're hearing, uh, at least what New York Times reported, uh, is that the children will be getting in control of a lot of those termination rights. Remember, there was a question whether the wife was really the wife to begin with. Right. Because if she was married to somebody else, then was she really <laughs> married to James Brown? Because of bigamy. Oh, yeah. the mighty, you know, what's that weave that we, uh, whatever, the what, web? Tangled web. Yeah, right. Yeah, the tangled web we weave. Yes. Uh, here we yeah. go. <laughs> here we go. Especially then when it comes to money, you never know. What that's going to do to people. Um, good, Michael. We got about seven minutes left. I, I'd rather you just keep going and let's talk about Kobe Bryant. We went from modeling and acting to singing, and now we've gone to dribbling. And, and the great Kobe said, because James Brown lived to about 70, 73 years old, I think it was. Kobe barely made it to 42. And it was really, I remember the day that he passed away. I just stared at the TV with my mouth on the floor for hours in shock with that helicopter crash in Los Angeles. But What's happening with his estate now? What are we, a year, year and a half later? Year later. Yeah, you know, we actually talked a little bit about his estate one time last year. Remember, if you may recall, uh, he had created a trust, and he named his children in the trust, uh, but he forgot he had had another child since he had last done that trust. Oh. Uh, so he had to, they had to go to a court to 
revise the trust to take care of that other child. Okay. But now this is that's not the story today. The story today is now the request of a dismissal against the estate of Kobe Bryant, the famous basketball player, as, as we all know, like you mentioned, died in the helicopter crash, uh, I guess, uh, at the beginning of last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, now his mother-in-law, his mother-in-law had sued, saying that he had uh, financial elder abuse. What? Because... Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> now, this, is, this, is, this is just like what you just said. It's a money grab. Right. Anybody comes up with different things, just, and I know this sounds terrible, and I don't mean to, well, I'm not, as you know, I'm not a litigator. I'm a lover, mm-hmm. not a fighter. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, but it still disturbs me when I see these things, or at least it seems to appear to me, and I guess I'm putting my own editorial comment uh, on something that I, there's probably more facts to it, but the it seems to me that uh, they're looking for ways to collect funds. So just kind of like, uh, you know, we talked about Charlie Price, and here we're we adding another celebrity to our list that we talked about previously about the right. Sacred Son. He said, oh, there was undue influence, and instead of getting uh, $50,000 on a $40 million estate, I think I'll, I'll contest the will because I could think I could get more, and he mm-hmm. might be able to, but it may be just a, th- a thing to settle. Well, in this case, uh, the mother-in-law said, Kobe promised to take care of her for life, sell this home that he had sold for $1.3 million, mm-hmm. and to uh, take care of her uh, and, um, uh, and sure. you know have a car and mm-hmm. all this other kind of stuff, but there was mm-hmm. nothing in writing. In fact, uh when there were some marital problems between Kobe and his wife, which is the mother, uh, which is uh, his, his, her mother, that's the one complaining. Uh, the mother's name is Sophia. And she said, um, uh, okay, uh, Vanessa, uh, I'm going to raise your kids for, uh, and I've raised them for 18 years, but in the lawsuit, it said, you never provided proper meal breaks and paid me overtime for taking care of the kids. And uh, after Kobe passed, Vanessa cut off and stopped paying her bills. And mm-hmm. even kicked out a home that she was now living in. So um, it, it, it was, you know, it does seem like, in my mind, an extortion attempt. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was nothing in writing. There was nothing in writing because uh, she, in fact, even Sophia's contentions in when um, there was the problems in the marriage, she said that uh, in the court, the pleadings, that Kobe and Vanessa did not provide for her financially and never purchased her a home. Right. So Kobe owned this home. They decided to sell the home, but they didn't give the proceeds to somebody who didn't own the home. They kept the funds themselves. And she and she said that, but she said, oh, I was going to get that. They sued for $1.5 million. Uh, which also include twenty five thousand for her bedroom suite, uh, and and you know so she made all these different declarations. Of course, um, the Vanessa was really kind of upset about her mom suing for one point one half million. Uh, she didn't. It's not like her mom owned any of these things. Her own statements contradicted it, and it was just a way to try to collect from the estate of a wealthy person. In this case, famous basketball star. Kobe Bryant, hmm. and so they're asking for uh, the uh, lawsuit to be dismissed. That was in the news 
just this past week. And so, uh, so here we go again. Another, uh, one of the problems I should mention was that when she had sued in a civil court, well, when you have probate, when you probate a will, you're supposed to, and when you have a claim, you're supposed to make a claim with the court. And there's a time limit. In California, that time limit is one year. Well, she never made it. She never made a claim with the probate court. So, how can you sue to enforce a contract when you? I mean, you can't. You're. It, it, it's just not going to work. It's right. not going to work. She didn't follow the rules. She just sued, and she said that he committed financial elder abuse uh, because he sold. He didn't pay her the one half million that he promised verbally. It's not writing verbally and failed to put her name on the deed. And this is, you know, eight years after <laughs> the property yeah. was sold. You wow. know? So, you know, Kobe's uh, state lawyers are saying, well, you can't make such claims against the state of trust. Mm-hmm. It's not enforceable. Elder abuse can't lie for failing to honor that contract when there wasn't any, it was all, in, it was all verbal. You can't deal with real estate verbally. Uh, it has to be in writing when you're dealing. It's called a statute of frauds. Uh, you have to deal with contracts and writing. Have to be. I mean, when it's real estate, it has to be in writing to begin with. Right. So how do how do you have elder abuse against an estate? Uh, that's going to be uh, an ongoing uh, drama. We're going to have to keep an eye on for sure. It's unbelievable, and I don't know when it comes to those things if it's the mother-in-law who's culpable or the attorney who says, "Well, you know, if you take this angle." then we could try to get our money and uh, get paid off. And, and then you can receive some hush money to make you go away because what's a million and a half dollars. It's that estate will never miss it. And um, I don't know who to blame in this case, and it doesn't really matter, but somebody once said that to me, you know, it'd be really good, Don. If and I, my reply was, but that's not the truth. And that's not honest. And we're not doing that. And we moved on. Um, and then they understood where I stood on that and every matter regarding veracity and, and trust and telling the truth. So uh, Michael tells the truth. Every word out of his mouth is the truth based on the law. Um, and you want to uh, realize that in person at his next workshop, in person meaning online via Zoom. So sign up for his next workshop, which is Tuesday, August the 3rd at 1 o'clock. Dial 214-720-0102, 214-720-0102 Michael Cohen's Estate Planning Essentials Workshop, or go to DallasElderLawyer.com, DallasElderLawyer.com. Michael Cohen, we thank you, sir. Thank you, Don. A leading estate planner practicing law in Dallas, Texas for decades now, Michael Cohen is ready to educate you about the estate planning laws that can affect your family and you. The first step is to attend his next workshop by going to his website, which is DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com to sign up for that free estate planning essentials workshop. Or you can also call him by dialing 214 214- Seven two zero zero one zero two. That's two one four seven two zero zero one zero two. A talk show host on seven seventy K for six years, Michael Cohen is the person you want to evaluate and complete what could currently be a deficient estate plan. Make sure it is done your way 
and sign up for his next workshop today.